Hello and welcome to Retention Chronicles, a podcast sponsored by Malomo, a shipment tracking platform that helps e-commerce brands turn order tracking into a profitable marketing channel. On this podcast, we welcome leading DTC brands and experts to chat about all things customer retention and e-commerce. We absolutely love highlighting all of the amazing things that our customers are doing in the post-purchase space. If you like what you hear, be sure to check out our website, gomalomo.com. Maybe you'll even be featured on this podcast someday in the near future, who's to say? To help us continue to bring new guests and information to you, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you like to listen. On this episode of Retention Chronicles, we're joined by Friend Buy's Head of Partnerships, Samantha Samuels, and Partner Marketing Lead, Emma Kimberly. Frembuy is a platform that powers referral and loyalty programs for the world's most innovative brands. By listening to this episode, you'll learn about key benefits of referral and loyalty programs, KPIs to pay attention to, why referral channels are great for growth, what incentives are most successful and motivating for your customers to use, scaling word of mouth marketing, and so much more. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Retention Chronicles. Today we are joined by Samantha and Emma at Friendby. We are so ecstatic to have you on the podcast today. Before we dive into all the wonderful topics that we have planned out, if you could both just say hi, give a little bit of your intro, your background, that'd be great. Sam, we'll start with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us, Mariah. I'm super, super excited to be here. Um, Hi, everyone. My name is Sam. I'm the head of partnerships at Friendby. I collaborate with our leading technology partners like Malomo, uh, Attentive, and Clavio, as well as some agency partners to really help brands grow through best-in-class referral and loyalty programs. I actually joined Friendby almost eight years ago and started off in sales, then went into implementation, customer success, and now... (laughs) Um, I've been running the partnerships team for about two years. I'm really passionate about customer retention and technology, e-commerce, and fashion. And I use that to help Friendbuy's partners and clients achieve their goals. I love that. That's yeah, I love that you have such an expansive background. Um, fashion, do you mean like like apparel? Like like that's so fascinating to me. I just think about like the devil wears Prada. <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies. Absolutely. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. I used to work in fashion, um, like in uh, fashion PR. I worked in wholesale, you know, selling activewear. And uh, I also worked at Nordstrom's, which I learned a lot there. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, Emma, can you um, also say hello to the listeners and give your background as well? Yeah, for sure. Hi, listeners. Uh, so my name is Emma. Um, I work with Sam at Friendby. I am our partner marketing lead there. So what I get to do is work with all of our awesome partners on marketing activities. Um, I also get to, my favorite part of my job is getting to talk to our customers, tell their stories, tell how they're using our integrations with our partners to make their lives easier um, and work on awesome podcasts like this one um, and events. So it's definitely never a dull moment. My background is in journalism. Mm, um, wonderful. Journalism, worked in a newsroom for a little bit um, and then kept that, that I like 
moving quickly. I like fast paced things. So uh, being in the e-commerce industry is definitely fast paced. Um, as I said before, never a dull moment. So I, uh, that's me. Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay. Also the newsroom, that must be really fun as well. Um, I'm sure fast pace. I feel like that's an accurate, <laughs> accurate description for both, um, both of your guys' backgrounds. And so with that, um, I'm sure our listeners in the e-commerce space have heard of FriendBuy, know what you all do, but in case they haven't, could one of you give us a background, um, kind of describe to us, like, what is FriendBuy? What do you guys all um, help brands do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so FriendBuy powers referral and loyalty programs for uh, the world's most innovative fastest growing brands. Uh, we work with a lot of D2C brands like Casper, um, Away, Dollar Shave Club, uh, Spanx, who kind of migrated from the kind of retail space to digital. Um, so we kind of help them with that in terms of increasing their you know word of mouth mm -hmm. referrals uh, online. Um, and we also work with Fortune 100 ranked companies like Walmart, um, we actually just started powering Walmart Plus's uh, referral Ooh. program. Uh, we work with Disney and Nestle. So um, yeah, pretty exciting companies that we get to work with. And it's cool because we get to learn from them and take those learnings and kind of share those learnings with you know our other customers who are really trying to grow and, and look at these other companies as really aspirational brands. Yeah, that's great. That's super interesting. Um with Walmart Plus and like just seeing how all of the kind of like name brand logos <laughs> are um, like you said, like kind of closely related and you can like take those learnings, which I definitely want to dive into. Um, but before we do so, can you tell us about like if someone isn't super familiar with the space, um, what are like the key benefits of like referral and loyalty programs for brands. Like what are, what do you, what is a brand trying to get out of those um, types of programs? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, referral and loyalty programs achieve three things that, you know, we found growth teams are always looking for. Number one is high margin growth. Um, Cause every customer you acquire through referral is one less that you actually have to acquire through a paid channel. And that's a very high margin conversion. Um, number two, referral and loyalty programs really help you identify who your best customers are. And it's usually your best customers who are the ones who are referring. They're your most loyal advocates. Um, mm -hmm. And it's usually the case that you acquire your best customers through word of mouth. Um, and I, you know, we hear a lot of times brands say, hey, we're already getting word of, you know, we're already acquiring customers through word of mouth, but people are just telling us that they hear us, um, you know, from their hear about us from their friends and family, but we have no way to track, no way to reward mm. these customers. So referral programs really kind of operationalize this consumer behavior. So now with FriendBuy, merchants can really track and optimize the programs on an ongoing basis and you know reward these customers in an automated way, whether that's through a coupon code or account credit um, that these customers can use toward a future purchase. Or if you're a brand like Casper, you might want to offer like a third party gift card as a reward um, to incentivize that repeat referral behavior. And then um, we typically see our, you know, brands, you know, like to see uh, significantly higher customer lifetime values and faster conversion rates. 
So we typically see that referred friends convert five times faster than any other channel and their lifetime values can be two to four times higher. Um, referral program CPAs are also consistently in the low single digits um, and compare these metrics to any other acquisition channel. It's a pretty remarkable uh, CPA. I think especially right now, people are trying to figure out ways to kind of cut costs and lower their cost per acquisition. So, you know, referral is a really, really great way to do that. Yeah, that there's so much there. Thank you for diving into all of that. Um, I, I love the point about like everyone I feel like right now is trying to cut that acquisition cost. Like you said, like there's just so much more. And this is one of the things like we stand by on this podcast. Obviously, the name is Retention Chronicles, right? So that shift between acquisition to retention, um, I think it's happening. You know, I think we're perhaps on the earlier side of that. But, you know, just hearing about all the like, like the stat that you shared about um the conversion rates, like customers are five times more, um, they convert five times faster. That's so impactful to hear. And I, and I'm curious to hear if you would agree, like, I feel like those kind, that kind of data is new. And so like for a brand to hear that, you know, UGC or word of mouth marketing, you know, all of the referrals and, um, loyalty programs, like to actually have data that, like you said, now that they can optimize for, it is a newer thing, I think, is my, in my in my perspective, it's a newer thing. Would you kind of say like, would you agree with that or disagree that it's um, it's now just becoming part of the conversation around like loyalty and referrals? Absolutely. I think, you know, word of mouth has been happening forever, mm -hmm. but, you know, now companies are thinking to themselves, OK, how can we actually monetize this? And like, what is the ROI that we are seeing from this consumer behavior? Um, so yes. with FriendBuy, you can really kind of track what we call the entire referral funnel. So you can actually see, you know, who's actually sharing through the program, who's clicking on those referral links, who's purchasing. And then you can see that entire funnel to understand, okay, um, you know, how many, how many customers are being referred by this one advocate? What's the customer lifetime value of those users that are actually being referred? Um, so, you know, there are a lot of these metrics and, you know, kind of recommended KPIs that we recommend brands look at to um, measure the success of the referral and loyalty programs. Yeah, I definitely, I would love to go into those KPIs um, and kind of sh like info share with the listeners of what you all are looking at or like advised um, towards. And I love that you bring up like that you can track like the whole funnel um, of who is purchasing. And my mind immediately went to even thinking about like the people who are the cut, like your customers from their point of view, if they're referring, you know, their friends and family or say it's, you know, an influencer, they have like an affiliate link, whatever. Um, and they're part of that referral program, program, the data is also there for them as well. So it isn't even like just for the merchant, it's also for the customer or the, you know, whoever is on the other side of that interaction. Cause now they can see, be like, oh, like I am able to refer this many people to this brand um, and influence, like keep, keep like adding to that flywheel almost of like keep driving more loyalty because you see like, oh, like I am generating these new customers that I'm also benefiting because I'm getting, you know, whatever um, offer that brand is offering that customer for that referral, uh, whether it's a gift card or a free gift, whatever. Um, but I love like 
that it's it's a win-win for like all parties involved. Absolutely. It's such an excellent point that you bring up actually because um, FromBuy has a way for your customer to log into their account, for example, they're, say they're logged into Spanx, they can actually see how many referrals they've generated, how many rewards they've earned and track that referral activity. And it's a great way for them to say, oh, hey, if I can refer two or three more people, I can get $100 gift card that I can use toward a future purchase. So it's a really great way for not only brands to kind of measure the ROI of this channel, but it's a really great user experience for the end user for that customer. Yeah, I love that. And going going back to the flywheel and, and to build on that as well, I think not only are customers able to see that they can get a discount towards their next order, but how that actually impacts their order behavior. We just did a or just had a great conversation with Natural Dog Company um, where they actually saw that their advocates who were referring their friends had a 20% higher average order value um, compared to other site-wide purchases. So when they're able to go in and see that they're you know, getting account credit to be able to put towards their next order, they're also then ordering more um, in their next purchase because they're getting a discount. They're excited for that, that future purchase. So it just continues that cycle. Yeah, I love that. I love that you that you brought that up, Emma, in that like that 20% higher AOV because like thinking about it, like from the consumer's like perspective, it's like, oh, if I'm getting a discount, like I love discount shopping, right? Like who doesn't? Like it feels like just an added perk. It's, you know, it's already, you know, I love shopping. So um, (laughs) any like added incentive or um, anything that you can do to like make someone feel more special, um, like you said, increases AOV, um, LTV, you know, like the customer is just more incentivized to work closer with you, give you those referrals. And too, if they if they truly love your product, which odds are if they're telling their friends and family that they do, then, you know, they enjoy using your product, then they get to talk about it with their friends and family, whoever they're referring. And it's kind of like a, a little like bonding moment, right? Um, I think that's that's what's so cool about this space. And I think it's so close to like anyone can relate to it, right? Like you don't even have to be in the DTC e-commerce space to understand like everyone is a consumer in some way like some shape or form and so just seeing like being able to relate because it is a very um personable and um yeah i guess like low barrier to entry to like the topic is is so fascinating um and so i i did mention i wanted to go into those kpis um so could could you tell us more about those kpis that you know you both are looking at to advise for a brand like what you should you know more of the logistical questions like what you should be looking out for what what looks like what what do you define success as yeah definitely so how we're we're mentioning about the kind of referral funnel and there are different kind of things to look at to optimize different parts of the funnel so Mm -hmm. at the top of the funnel you have the advocates who are looking for your referral program if they can't find it that's a problem so you want to make sure that you have some type of primary referral call to action on your website or on your, you know, uh, mobile app or, you know, in the mobile web view of your website. So you really want to look at the share rate, how many, based on the number of people who are seeing the referral program, how many of those are actually going on to share and things to look at your measuring share rate is okay. If as my share rate, you know, I would say a 15 to 25% share rate is, is very good. And 
what you want to look at is if somebody's if your share rates you know in the five percent or one percent range think to yourself okay how's the incentive for the advocate is is the reward for the advocate to share incentivizing enough to take that action to share so What's great about Fremby is that you can A-B test different offers. You can A-B test different mm. reward structures um, for advocates. And then conversely, on the referred friend side, which is more at the, the bottom of the funnel, um, you know, if referred friends are not converting or they're not clicking through on those referral links, you know, you might think to yourself, okay, maybe the referred friend offer isn't that great. So one really good example I can think of is like, a lot of brands have kind of a general new customer offer, like when they get to the website or when you get to a website, there's a pop up that says, hey, get enter your email to get 10% off, right? Um, your first purchase. And so if the if if I'm referred by my friend and I see that I can get 10% off immediately or I could get 5% off through the referral program, I would rather get that 10% off and not, you know, take advantage of that friend incentive offer um, and maybe not convert as quickly. So I think it's really important to kind of think about, you know, if if somebody's being referred, they're much more likely to make a purchase. So make the offer a little bit sweeter for them. So I would say those are some of the kind of KPIs that we typically recommend measuring um, and kind of optimizing on an ongoing basis. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. I love that you gave the example there of like both top of the funnel and bottom of the funnel. And that point that you made of like the referral has to be something that is that incentivizes you more. Right. Or it should be because you are kind of you didn't just land on the website, a new customer. It's like, oh, you're being referred, right? So like, because your friend or family member or whoever has, or influencer, you know, who, someone who follow these days has referred you to this person. You're like, oh, like I'm more, you know, um, I'm more incentivized. So it should you get a better discount through the referral program, probably for a brand, you'd see more success through it. Like you just explained. Um, so, and those are really interesting um, like the share rate you sharing that it's like 15 to 25% is a, like a good metric. Um, because not being obviously an expert in the referral space, like you all, um, it's super interesting to see like those metrics and think about like a share rate. Cause I think about, you know, how many things you share a day, right? Like, you know, videos or, um, messages or like website links. And so thinking about actually having like that that data to then for a brand maybe to compare and be like, oh, this is what our our rate is currently going for. Like sh we should dive deeper if it's not up to those, um, up to that metric or close to that metric is, is very informative. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. And one more thing, I know we were talking about actual KPI. So sure, it's definitely a KPI. And, one of the, and then the other KPI is the referred friend conversion rate, right? Mm. So like typically e-commerce conversion rates are, you know, I would say, I think about three to 5%. Um, and so what we recommend is your referred friend conversion rate should be two to four X higher than your overall site conversion rate. So that's what we typically look at to, you know, ensure that the success of your referral program and, and kind of optimize accordingly. I love that. Um, no. And so I love the KPIs, like we mentioned, um, and kind of going off of that, and obviously still in the referral space, I would love to talk about 
like what you all see as being a good growth channel in today's environment. Like I feel like there's so many different things that you can focus on in, you know, e-commerce or just um, in like D2C, B2B sales in general. And so what do you think is a good growth channel for if Emergent is listening to this, where should they kind of put that attention when it comes to referrals and loyalty programs? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, we're all seeing it's an exceptionally challenging time to accelerate acquisition um, Mm -hmm. as a brand right now. Um, Paid ads are very, very expensive and frankly, unpredictable. Brands start cutting back on spending. It's a hard sell to convince a customer to convert with a brand they really haven't tried before. So that's where word of mouth can really be very powerful. Having your already loyal customers recommend your brand to their friends and family is a sustainable and it's a consistently sustainable and cost-efficient way to grow. And so what we've seen is referred friends have a three to four times higher lifetime value. And we were saying earlier, they have a five times faster conversion rate than, than any other channel. So I would say it's really important to think about referral and loyalty as, you know, not only an acquisition channel, but a retention channel and a retention driver. And we think about referrals, you know, speaking about referrals specifically, you know, at the end of the day, it is, is it, it isn't a way for customers or brands to acquire new customers. Um, but it's also a way for brands to keep their existing customers coming back, right? Mm-hmm. With the rewards that they're earning through the referral program, they're then able to retain those customers. And they, we, we've heard brands see a higher LTV from customers who are actually referring in addition to these referred friends who are um, our friends who are being referred. You know, with a loyalty program, I think that's an excellent way to kind of identify who your best customers are and retain them in the sense that you can incentivize them to take different actions that are valuable to your business. So, you know, for example, you know, if you have a really loyal customer who purchases a lot, You can say, hey, you know, we have a new loyalty program. If you download our mobile app, if you customize your subscription box, if you give us your email, give us your phone number, give us your birthday, like you will get points for that. And so these are, it's a way for um, brands to really get their customers to engage with them. Um, So I would say it's it's a great way to kind of keep customers coming back. Yeah. Building on that too, I think um, in terms of channels that you can use, like one thing that we recommend to customers is really making sure that referral and loyalty is built into your customer journeys. Um, So it doesn't sort of operate in a silo, but as part of an ongoing conversation that you're having with your customers. Um, So I think Sam mentioned this earlier um, about our integrations with Klaviyo, integrations with Attentive, um, but there's kind of twofold there. You can you know, promote your referral program through email and SMS. You can be reminding your advocates to redeem their coupon codes through SMS. Um, there are different ways that you can sort of build referral um, and loyalty events into into those journeys so that it's always sort of top of mind um, and really just use all the different channels that you have at, at your disposal. Yeah, I love that, that you bring that in, that it isn't just a silo and that it can really touch any part of the customer journey. Um, that's, you know, that's, I think, what takes a brand and elevates it so much more, right? Like, um, because it stand, you stand out as a brand to your customer and you just, I think uh, the, the customer feels more taken care of when, you know, it just seems seamless. Like it, it isn't, there's no friction points. Like 
Um, like I love the reminders that you mentioned from like SMS or email of being like, oh, like you have these points, like, you know, feel free to use them. And it's, it's kind of like a gentler way of reminding them and be like, oh, like we're still here. We still value you. Um, you know, we want to make sure that you get, you utilize those rewards. Like it doesn't even have to be something that a customer would have to keep top of mind because a brand is so on top of their communications and their customer journey as a whole that they are taking that responsibility away from the customer to be like, oh, remind myself, I need to go spend these points. But they are taking it upon themselves to be like super proactive about it, um, which I know is as a consumer, I've, I've definitely appreciated when brands that I shop with do that. And I want to talk about those incentives into when it comes to um, like a brand incentivizing current customers to refer their friends and family. Um, because Sam, you mentioned a couple with like the phone number and like customize, um, customize your subscription box, like engage with, you know, whatever, whatever um, incentives. I think a really important part too that came to my mind was the data too that a that a brand would get so like yes like right like sms i feel like sms building like list building right now is super top of mind for a lot of people and so like just driving again it goes back to like the win-win just driving more um subscriptions whatever if it's like customize the subscription box or driving the list growth or um maybe it's even like fill out this survey about like your you know, your experience or the product, whatever it is, right? Like whatever data, whatever customer data, whatever consumer data the company um, needs or like feels like they don't have enough of in the moment. I feel like that's also a really great application of this space as well, because I feel like with privacy laws, like we've seen a ton of um, just more protection around data. And so like that zero and first party data has become like extremely valuable as it's been harder to obtain. And so I see like that application with incentives as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, I can talk about this all day long. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I, think, <laughs> I love all the points you brought up. I think, you know, it's really, really important as, you know, Emma was mentioning earlier to not have your referral program or loyalty program exists as a silo and really incorporated into your tech stack. So, you know, with the referral program, brands can actually acquire email addresses and phone numbers. People enter their email and phone number to start sharing. We can send those emails and phone numbers to Attentive and Clavio. Um, but we are making sure that we have, you know, consent checkboxes on our all of our referral widgets to say, hey, I'm actually, you know, as a consumer, I'm consenting to receive email and SMS communication from these brands. So we want to make sure that before we send that data to Attentive and Clavio, there are certain double opt-in processes to make sure that customers know what they're getting to comply with, you know, TCPA, CAN spam, um, and all those kind of data, data privacy protocols. And what's really fun is I would say you might want to consider as a brand integrating your referral and loyalty program with a reviews or MPS survey tool like Okendo or Delighted so that you can actually prompt your best customers to refer after they give you a positive review. And a lot of brands don't really like don't they, they, you know, when they hear that, they're like, oh my God, that's such a great idea. You know, when people 
you know, give you a positive review, they're, that's when they're most likely to refer to their friends. And so with our integrations with Clavio and Okendo, or with Clavio and Attentive, um, Okendo is sending, is sending that, you know, review score data to Attentive and Clavio. And so you can actually trigger a text message or a, or an email to say, Hey, thanks for your great review. By the way, we have a referral program and then you can link them. You can either, you know, give that that user their referral link or drive them to your referral landing page so they can start sharing. And that's just a really great example of how you can really incorporate referral into your communication uh, strategy. If you're using Malomo, um, you know, for your post-purchase experience, which you absolutely should be, um, <laughs> a great way to drive awareness of your referral program is to include a referral banner or CTA on your order confirmation and shipping confirmation emails to really kind of draw, make sure that people know that you have a referral program. Yeah, no, I love that as well. I mean, always appreciate the shout out. So thank you. But I, I love that idea of pulling in, like after you get, you know, some of that UGC and it's a great review, it, it makes sense. Like you, like you, you just said, you hear it and you're like, oh yeah, I should be doing that. But it also is easy to slip through the cracks. Right. And just be like, oh, right. Like I, it's not top of mind. It's not like, a huge red flag. It's not a problem that's going on. So it's easy for the attention to drift away from that. And so I love that you shared that tip, gave that, um, gave that advice, because I think there's so many creative ways to integrate, again, all of the different reviews and UGC and um, referrals and everything that your customers are giving you. Um, it's just like actually sitting down and like thinking about it, I think is the toughest part. And then it all kind of, you know, makes sense once you have it um, all, you know, structured out and the strategy is all there. It's just really that like catching. It's like, oh, we should do that. Um, I think that that's a great point. And I would love to, we've been talking a lot about like strategy and techniques. I would love to then like apply it. So you mentioned Casper a little bit earlier. Um, when you were giving like the intro and throughout sprinkled throughout the episode. So like, how does a brand like Casper, can you tell us about how they, um, like how they scale their word of mouth marketing and like let their customers know about their referral program? Definitely. So, you know, at Fremby, we have a set of recommended best practices to maximize getting customers to refer on impulse and Casper does this really, really well. So what we what we say is you know you need three major things to encourage what we call impulse referrals this idea of like when you're chatting or where if you're at you know to bring up Sphinx again if you're at a yoga class and your friend is like oh my god i absolutely love your your leggings where did you get those and you're like oh um i actually got them from Sphinx. and you're like by the way we they have a referral program i can refer you right now and you can get 15 percent off your order um, and then I'll get, you know, something uh, like a $20 coupon, you know, once you purchase. So you go to your phone, you get, you find the referral program, you get your referral link, you send it, boom, boom, boom. The referral happens on impulse. So step one is making sure that your customers know that you have a referral program. So it's really about strong awareness. So in customer, in order for your customers to refer on impulse, they need to know you have it. So, you know, like I was sharing, putting referral banners in your newsletters, transactional emails, 
um, you know, new product announcements, sending dedicated email blasts or text messages, you know, maybe once a month or once a quarter to kind of drive awareness. Those are great ways to do that. The next ingredient of a successful referral program is accessibility. I was kind of, I brought up this um, anecdote about being at yoga class. You, the referral program really has to be easy to get to. If I can't get to it within like five to 10 seconds, I'm giving up. So you want to make sure as a brand, you have the referral program, CTAs front and center, you know, be where your customers are, have it where your customers are generally on their phones, if they're out and about, or if they're chatting with their friends during the day over Slack, have a referral CTA on your website, on desktop, make it really easy for them and then make it really easy to use. So, you know, with friend by you have the option to share through different channels, whatever channels, you know, make the most sense for you. Um, as an advocate, we call them advocates, they're customers. Um, you can share through email, you can share through a personal referral link that you can just copy and paste. Um, you can share via social like Facebook Messenger or uh, Twitter or SMS on mobile. So, you know, just make the referral program really, really easy to use. And when working together, these ingredients make refer a referral program very successful. Casper actually has a, a really clear referral call to action on their homepage in their post-purchase flows and works with our team to A-B test their copy, their offers, their incentives to make sure they're just continuously optimizing the program. And creating awareness of your program, I think, can be you know one of the biggest hurdles, which is why our team, we have, we have an amazing customer success team um, and they work with our customers to make sure that they're implementing all of these best practices and, you know, talking about new strategies and, you know, really making sure that they're getting the most out of the program. Yeah, I love that um, use case and making like that Casper is able to like work with your team, have experts like constantly thinking about how to optimize better and um you know, how to like take the data that they're getting, like seeing like, oh, people are really referring this like through, I don't know, this channel, right? Like SMS is really successful or like email or social, whatever it is. Um, and I love those three best practices that you laid out because I think they they all like coincide very nicely together um, and make a ton of sense. Like obviously the awareness piece, yes, like you will not have success if it is not known. Um, you know, you can't, you can't know something uh, that you don't know. <laughs> and then like the accessibility and the ease of use. I think that is, like you said, like if you can't get to it quickly or you can't use it easily, then you're going to lose that traction because it's a friction point. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely think that um, that makes sense. So thank you for sharing. I think those are great tips. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, so one other thing that I also wanted to ask, like in this realm is like, how do you think that this space, so like referrals and loyalty fit into like modern marketing um, in like in, in a tech stack? Can you like go into kind of like where you see them like a puzzle piece, like all fit in? So I think, you know, we also, you know, we were talking about um, integrating uh, referral and loyalty into, into your tech stack, like ESP, SMS communication channels. But, you know, there are now um, customer data platforms like segment um and we have a really great integration with segment where we actually um allow customers to send us 
uh, data that they're sending through Segment. And what's cool about that is you can actually launch your referral and loyalty program directly through the Segment platform. Because Segment, you know, allows customers to kind of see a 360 degree view of their customers. So allowing brands to send all that data in Segment is a great way to kind of keep the data kind of all integrated. Once that happens, FriendBuy can actually you know, reward customers based on any events that brands are sending to segment. I mean, I think, you know, as we are talking about being able to incorporate your referral and loyalty program with all the other kind of tools that you're using to make it a really great experience for your customer that at the end of the day, you want that personalization. You want your customers to say, oh, wow, like, yes, I had an awesome experience you know, receiving my package at an awesome experience. I'm going to leave a review. Oh my God, I have to tell all my friends and family about this. And like, you think about the cost, you know, logically you think about the customer and their thought process. And as a brand, if you think that way, you can then really incorporate that mindset into your communication strategy and the way that you engage with your customers. Yeah, I love that. That, And I think that brings us up to um, another like well-rounded point of as we're rounding out this episode, like kind of all everything that attaches, right, this space and e-commerce in general. And so if you had to give one tip for, you know, any brand that is listening to this episode as they're like ramping up for Q4, what would it be? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Emma and I, kind of have have been talking about this, you know, over the last couple of weeks as we're, Uh you know, thinking about, you know, kind of how we want to help brands realize the value of a loyalty program and, you know, referral program is, you know, don't sleep on your loyal customers. I just think step one, don't sleep on your loyal loyal customers. Um, You know, really with the Q4 rush, it's easy to fixate on acquiring new customers for that like one-time hit of revenue, um, but use the tools available to you to identify your happiest customers now. And PS tools, reviews, referrals—you can see your t- who, are, who are your top advocates, who are who's referring the most, right? Um, so that you can give them special offers and incentives during the busiest holiday season. Um, And if you incentivize your loyal customers well with your referral and loyalty program, they'll return the favor by referring friends and family or taking other actions that are, you know, really valuable to your business. Um, And I think, you know, one of the things that we typically recommend at FriendBuy is, you know, during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, boost your referral offer for a limited time. You know, if you have a 20, if you're offering uh, $20 to advocates to share, increase that to 50 bucks between Black Friday and Cyber Monday, for anyone who shares with their friends and family, you'll get $50 for every referral. That, you know, those types of um, kind of offers for your loyal customer, your most loyal customers have seen a great, um, you know, boost in referral activity, but then it pays dividends, you know, in, in the new year. So now you've, you know, you really are listening to your loyal customers and saying, hey, you guys are our loyal customers. We really want to. We really want to make sure that you know we. You know that you're loyal, and then all the all the re- referred all the friends and family that are referred during Black Friday Cyber Monday, those are now a custom, customers that you've acquired, and then you can kind of treat them differently, you know, after Black Friday Cyber Monday, and and you know help kind of retain them and increase their lifetime value. So you know it's it's kind of that flywheel effect. 
Yeah, I love that idea of increasing, like making the like offer even juicier during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, um, you know, like up the ante a little bit. I love that. Um, I love that idea to do so like limited edition. It's kind of like FOMO marketing, too, of like, oh, don't miss out on this like really good idea um, or like really good incentive. And yeah, I could see that definitely like flywheel effect. Um, and so with that tip, great. I think our listeners are going to love that. And one last thing that we'd like to ask all of our guests are what resources you would recommend. So where would you, you know, point someone if they're trying to learn more about referrals and loyalty? Yeah, definitely check out our blog. We have an awesome blog um, that kind of talks about referral and loyalty best practices. Um, We have some great case studies um, with a lot of, you know, brands in different categories. And we also have really great case studies. If you want to learn how to really incorporate referral and loyalty into your tech stacks, we have some really great case studies with, you know, iterable and attentive and Clavio. Um, so, you know, feel free to, um, to check them out on, uh, friendby.com. Wonderful. Okay. Emma, before I round us out for the episode, do you have any other additional resources? They can be like referral or loyalty um, specific or just like in general? Yeah, I think um, outside of our blog and our newsletter also, uh, which is a great place, I think um, just e-commerce in general, where I'm always learning things, I would say the Morning Brew newsletter um, is really great to get every morning. Um, The Future Commerce newsletter with Philip Jackson is always really thoughtfully put together. So I'd highly recommend that as well. Um, and then just marketing at large, big fan of like Seth Godin, um, and his daily newsletter, just little quick snippets. So I'm about to fill all these recommendations. I realize will fill already full inboxes. So I'm sorry for that, (laughs) but highly recommend. I love that. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're referring them now, so you should, you should go (laughs) and tell, let them know, right? They need a referral program. Yeah. Yeah. It's all coming back. (laughs) Well, those are, those are great resources. Um, so thank you. Thank you both for sharing. Well, this has been so fun. Thank you again for making the time. Um, I know we shared a lot of great stuff in this episode, so I can't wait to listen back and, um, take notes and just continue to kind of bring forth some of the topics that we talked about today and how I view loyalty and retention and um, referrals and everything, everything in the D2C space. So thank you both um, for making the time. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mariah, for having us on the podcast. This was a super, super fun conversation. Yeah, that's what she said. Thank you. It was <laughs> great to be talking to you about all of this. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation. So thanks for having us. Alrighty, and for our fact check today, um, we have a couple of ones that Emma and Sam shared in the episode. They're all from FriendBuy, so you can check those stats out uh, for yourself, but I just wanted to echo them because I thought that they were great. So um, a couple of things that they saw or that they've seen with FriendBuy has been that referred friends have an average of five times uh, better conversion rate as compared to customers who are not referred and uh, this next fact was um, part of the KPI section and they said that they've seen 15 to 25% be a good share rate. So that's how many, um, you know, how many times the length that your 
your customers are referring people to. Um, so shoot for those numbers if that's something that you're currently looking into. And then they said that typical e-commerce conversion rate is around three to 5%. And they recommend that a referred friend conversion rate is two to four times higher than that site conversion rate. And then they also mentioned that one of the companies, Natural Dog Company, saw a 20% increase in AOV compared to when friends were when friends were when customers were referred as compared to uh, new customers or customers that were not referred. So super interesting stuff. Um, I hope you liked that episode. I know it was a lot of fun to sit down with Emma and Sam. 